Welcome to Build Your Thing, the podcast where we help content creators find their unique creative voice, monetize their work, and build their tribe of loyal fans. I'm your host, Matt Giaro, and if you have been following for quite some time, you know how much I hate social media. But the fact is, it's still a great place to build your audience. And one of the great places, actually, is Twitter. And I totally suck uh, at, uh, at all this social media stuff and, at sp- and in Twitter especially. So this is why I just thought, well, let's just bring on uh, someone who's managed to actually uh, understand the platform and grow on the platform. And guess what? This person is Alex Yui. So he joins me on this episode. So Alex is a marketing consultant, a content creator, and a writer based in Spain. He focuses on helping Creators and entrepreneurs leverage social media content so that they can grow their brand, their audience, and their business. He's also the creator of The Steel Club, a weekly newsletter that shows you how to grow on Twitter. And with that being said, Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Uh, Thanks so much for, for having me and for the invitation. Yeah, I mean, it's a pleasure to have you here. And as I told you before starting the recording is that I've actually like put you on my hit list for quite some months. Um, um, and yeah, I saw like you have like um, some nice success on Twitter. You actually understand the platform. And yeah, this is why I think an interesting topic to talk about today is actually how to grow on Twitter, especially when you're starting from scratch. So a lot of people when, you know, when they talk about social media is that, well, I was able to manage that and that followers. But um, you know, when you hit a certain a certain point, um, it's actually easy to to keep the ball going. But how can you actually start creating this traction and creating this growth? And yeah, this is what I want. Uh, this is why I want to pick your brain today. <laughs> yes, awesome. Uh, I think that there are there are a couple of things that uh, we can start from talking about. But for me, the first thing that it, when people, you know, this is a, this is a question that, as you can imagine, I get like quite a lot. And yeah. For me, when 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 they ask me, the thing is, what I always ask them is not like content niche or like what kind of content you're going to create or like you know how many posts a day and and like forget all of that. You know, what's the one main reason why are you looking to create uh, content on Twitter? Or why do you want to grow an audience on Twitter? And it because it all starts it all starts with that why with that goal, right? If you don't have that goal clear, then everything else is going to be a bit harder. But if that goal, if that why, if that reason why you want to create that uh, that audience or build that audience is super clear, then the rest, you know, like all of the other pieces are way easier to to put together, you know? So that's my first, the first thing that I that I ask people. And, you know, just to give you a couple of examples of what, what I mean with this, uh, when I mean with your, with your goal, with your ultimate goal, with your why, uh, a few examples are like, uh, maybe you want to build a uh, thought leadership. Maybe you want to drive traffic to, I don't know, to your services, to or some project that you have or to your startup, startup, for example, if you are a founder. Maybe you want to get more email signups. Maybe you want uh, simply to network with others or maybe you simply want to share your point of view of, you know, how the world of how one industry works. So those are a few examples. And I think that's the first thing that everyone should sit and think about before thinking about any, anything else. Yeah, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense, and it remembers me actually uh, um, when I launched uh, my note taking course a few months ago. Um, you know, like I have like this kind of uh, seven day free email course. I'm going to link to that in the show notes if uh, if anyone is interested. And like actually, in the first email, I'm just asking the people like, um, well, you you told me that you were interested in actually um, taking better notes, but 
what is actually the the main purpose of this? Look, why are you taking notes? And I remember, like, um, I have been the kind of person who has been taking a lot of notes. And actually, like, the, inf- the inflection point was when I started asking myself, well, why am I doing that, right? And once you get clear about why you are doing something, it makes just the process so much easier. And actually, yeah, you you demonstrate that with with the with the interesting interesting examples here is that well, um, people who actually want just to uh, let's say to establish like a thought leadership are not like will not use the same things or the same tactics as people who just want to let's say drive traffic or um, get more emails and that kind of stuff. So as an example, like I started my Twitter account selfishly just like, I, I just know that like that I, that I suck at that kind of stuff and that I, that I don't like it. Um, but actually to start connecting with, with, with other creators. So um, like if you go yeah. right now on my Twitter account, you're going to see that I have, I guess, 50 followers, but I don't really care about the followers, but I just found it, it's a nice place to directly reach out to others. So this, this makes so much sense. So, but like what I see when, when working with creators is like, as, as I told like in, in, in the introduction, right? It's all about um, being able to get a little bit more more exposure, building their email list, and yeah, can you can you share a little bit more um, some kind of um, approaches or things that maybe you have done or done with done with clients that actually uh, work pretty well? So most people who are going to listening to the, to, to this podcast are content creators, right? So it's not really that much about establishing a thought leadership because I think this comes way down down the road when you actually start making a significant amount of income. So actually when you want to get this first traction as well, well, you want to get like this, maybe the first followers in order just to, you know, to see what kind of topics you should talk about, right? By, analyz- by yeah. analyzing the metrics or actually drive, let's say some people to your email list and then, you know, start building a relationship there. Yeah, so th- there are there are a few things there. So for me, one of the first things that, for example, in my own case, the reason I created this account was because um, I just got fired from my previous job, and mm-hmm. um, I want I didn't know exactly what to do next. You know, I didn't I, di- I didn't know exactly what would be my my next move. So um, I saw this Twitter account as a way to showcase, in a way, like everything that I learned and everything that I know and everything that I can do. So it was more like a portfolio kind of thing. But then as as I joined and I started to share these kind of things, I also started to find like-minded people. So it's kind of really bit similar to that one you what you said, you know, like that you are using your your Twitter account for. And as I started to engage with those people, I realized that um, you know, I, I usually engage with people that have uh, similar interests than me. So I realized that when I did like quali- high quality engagement, let's say with these people, like when they posted the thread or they posted the tweet and I gave my like two cents, uh, I realized that there were a lot of people, I was drawing attention to myself from their own audience. So in a way I was kind of hijacking their attention, hijacking their audience in a sense. So uh, this is like some people like to call this, I think this is Arbit Kahl who says this, like it's called the, the, the audience audition or something like that. It's like, Imagine that, you know, that a big creator has this huge audience and they are like in a, in a theater or whatever. And every time that you are replying to one of his tweets or her tweets, uh, every time that you are replying, uh, basically you are putting yourself in front of their audience and somehow part of this audience 
then gravitates to your own profile. So that's one of the things that really worked for me at the beginning. And that's something that when I work with other creators, are, I really encourage them to to do this at the beginning. It's like, I mean, you need to be creating content, but like, let's say 70% of your efforts should be focused on the other side of Twitter, the side that not so many people talk about, which is more the engagement, the connection side of Twitter, which is actually the most powerful part of Twitter, in, in my opinion. Uh, you know, all the effort should be, or part of big part of the effort should be focused there because that early network that you build early on and, you know, th- those first followers that you are going to get, that's the way that you're going to get them. You're not going to get them by uh, tweeting into the void because basically mm-hmm. there is no one listening. <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so actually, like what you're what you're really saying is that, um, like, if you really want to start to to grow on Twitter, like the first thing is you do is you just try to find people who may have the same audience that you want to target, and then what you're doing is like you just start engaging with them more than actually focus on more than focusing on on your content. Or how do you actually balance that? Because um, like. Yeah. I remember like when I started like created my, my Twitter account, like this was just six months ago, something like this. So like, I don't really, I don't really know like who to follow and, and how to, of course, like everyone knows the big players in any kind of industry. Right. So, but, um, you know, engaging with them may be a little bit hard or like, how, how do you actually approach that? Yeah. So uh, I had the same issue when I started, right? Like who to follow. So the thing that I did was I, took like the three, four big players on the niche that I, I was trying to target. And then I went mm-hmm. to their own profile and then I checked who they follow. And normally they follow other big accounts too, but sometimes you have you find like hidden gems, let's say, people who maybe don't have like a huge following, but they are like really, really uh, knowledgeable about the topic or the industry. So, you know, it's a, it's not an easy process. I, I would say it's a pretty exhausting process. But mm-hmm. um, if you manage to craft like that list of 15, 20, 30 people, then that's more than enough to to get started with this with this strategy. Yeah, and then like the the algorithm actually makes the rest, yeah. right? Like you, then you just have the, the suggestions and then, yeah, you just keep the ball rolling, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. And and, and, and then like, like what, what happens then? So... Now you have yeah. um, the you have the accounts that you follow, um, and now you mentioned that you should put seventy percent of your efforts into engaging with them. So how do you balance right now creating content for your own account and actually start replying to people? So I would yeah. love to to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. So the other side of this is that for these people to actually follow you, so for this engagement to be effective, um, you need to have. Like your account needs to look in in a certain way, and when I say this, like it cannot be just like a random account with uh, no profile picture and like a weird bio that says that you are like a Manchester United fan or something like that. That that won't work because people won't be interested in you. So the other side of this is that you need to have like an optimized profile for people to to follow you, and the way that you do that is by you know having a, a good profile picture. For, by having a, a clear bio that says basically things like what you do or who you do it from or what you tweet about, you know, something that makes clear why people should follow you. And once you have that optimized profile, the way that you bring people to that profile is by doing the thing that we said before, you know, with disengagement. Uh, but at the same time, when people check your profile, they need to see something, you know, they need to see some content. Or, you know, and if they see like an empty profile, it's going to be a bit harder for them to 
to decide to follow you. So that's what I that's why I say that the big effort should be on the engagement side, but thirty percent, twenty percent of the effort should should still be on on tweeting on your own feed, even if you get like zero engagement. But at least that's you know mm. you need to prove people that you are not a bot or something. <laughs> you are like a real person that tweets and that you are active. And and yeah, so if you if you want to put a number a number to it, um, I, I I often advise people like a good number to start. It's try try to tweet on your profile once or twice a day. So one or two times is more than enough. But then try to do like the replying kind of strategy from five to ten to fifteen times a day. So in total, you are generating a day, let's say fifteen tweets, even if you know our replies are not really tweets and. They don't need to be as thought as uh, one of the tweets of your on your on your feed, but that's more or less like the numbers that that I was managing early on, and I've, I, I've seen other creators that have grown too, and I heard them say that it was something similar, something along those lines. Okay, that may, that makes sense, and it and it's quite interesting. So, do you have, let's say, any um, like any minimum amount of tweets that? Um, you should put, let's say, on your on your timeline, like before starting. Let's say, let's say I'm creating a Twitter account today. Like, should should I keep doing this? Let's say for 10, 15 days. Do you think that th this is enough, or like, do you think that no? Like, I would at least encourage you to, you know, to to tweet into the void for <laughs> for I don't know one month or so. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Like, uh, don't like don't let that. Uh, put the brakes on what you're doing just like start yeah. with this, both things at the same time and and you at the same time you will figure it out as you go like most of the times the 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 hardest thing to do is to get started right so just just get started and you will see you you will find yourself like the, in the into the you also need to to be growing that that writing habit right you need to build that writing habit too so you know start doing both at the same time i don't i don't think one should come before the other Yeah, that makes sense. And and the thing is that um, so you're just you know starting uh, tweeting. You just now start. Uh, so, so now comes the part like you have to engage with others. So um, how do you how do you approach that? So for me, the the number one rule is uh, make your engagement like valuable to the original poster, right? And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is there are a few ways that you can do that, uh, and there are a ton of ways that you you are not that's not the right way to do it and the right way to do it is to add something of value and that's on, that's often done by for example if the person is tweeting about this topic then you can what are your two cents on that topic that's like the easiest way to do it another one is like maybe ask a question ask a question so that person can expand on their on their on their whatever they tweeted because a tweet by definition lacks context right so if maybe if you ask mm -hmm. a question they you know you prompt them to give a bit more information or even you don't need to be like always the one doing that first engagement maybe you can join like an like an existing conversation already maybe you can reply to someone who replied to that first tweet and join that existing conversation but always do it from a place where you feel like you are adding something to the conversation something valuable because the 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 not the not good way to do it is for example Uh, th this is what some people, some Twitter people call the, the reply guys, which is basically those people who take your tweet and basically rephrase it and, say, and, and just repost your tweet. Like they, they reply to your tweet by basically saying the same. Uh, and, you know, that, that's, that's engagement, but that's not valuable engagement. You know, that's, that's not really worth it. And probably like most creators 
are just going to ignore your tweet if you do that. But if you add your two cents, if you complement what they said with a personal story, something like that, the the chances of you getting a reply from the big account are bigger. And at the same time, the chances that that reply gets seen and gets valued by the the other audience members is also bigger. So that's that's the way to approach it. Just like try to be as valuable as possible. If you enjoyed this episode so far, can I ask you for a quick favor that will not take more than 10 seconds out of your valuable time? If you're an iPhone user, please head over to iTunes. I've just included a direct link to the podcast so that you don't have to search for it. Simply click the link and just tap and give this show a five-star review. This will help me get more exposure so that I can feature and convince more guests to come on the show to share more valuable knowledge with us. And if you're on YouTube, simply hit the like button. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And now let's go back. Yeah, so it's not just adding, as you as you said, let's say, rephrasing it and saying the same thing or just, uh, you know, replying. Yes. Amazing. Thank you. Exactly. Or, or saying I, like... I couldn't good, agree good. more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why the like buttons, like the like button exists, right? So like yeah. button is more like an, like an I agree. So just to, to say I agree, it's better not to say anything because, you know, Okay, you know, it's not adding to, I mean, it, it, it doesn't serve the purpose that we want to serve. That is, uh, you know, taking, taking people to our own profile and, you know, converting them into followers. Yeah, this is interesting. So, um, okay, so right now, let's say I have my Twitter feed and um, I just see, you know, like some topics that, that pop up. Um, like, like one of the things that I saw, so I didn't actually take this these tactics kind of serious because it's not like my main focus, but um, one of the things that I saw, let's say, if I really want to reply to, let's say, a popular tweet in order just to, quote unquote, like hijack the audience, is that actually it takes me actually some time in order just to to see, well, what can I reply and how can I, for, uh, how, how can I put it in, into a, you know, into, into a nice tweet? So like, um, do you... Did you share like this kind of um, quote unquote struggle or like it sucks some kind of mental bandwidth out of you? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not easy because as you said, like you are you always want to reply something valuable, something that um, that thing usually takes uh, you know brain power to do. So it's mm-hmm. not something that you can just simply do. Um, the thing is that that's what you need to do. So. It all comes with practice. You know, at the beginning for me, it used to take me a long time, so like a super long time to write a tweet because I wasn't used to the form of writing tweets and I wasn't that familiar with the platform. Now, like two years later, I, I can write like maybe 15 tweets in, in you know, in one hour or in, in 20 minutes or something like that. You know, I, I'm way faster just because I have the practice of doing it. Mm-hmm. So. It will be harder at the beginning. It will be easier if you do it every day for 30 days, probably. You know, after those 30 days, you will be re- writing tweets in half the time that you used to, you know? So. Yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, and then, like, is is it all that you need to do in order to, to get some, some traction? Or what are, the, what are the next steps? Yeah, so th- that's, like, the main, let's say, the main strategy I would follow. But then there are, there are others, of course, like... Um, there are some people that will tell you to to join like an engagement pod or something like that. I don't know if you heard of those existing, but it's basically a group of people that come together to retweet each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I won't I won't go into if that's uh, ethic or not. I mean, I, I haven't done it. Uh, I, I have never done it, and I've grown my audience anyway. So it's not something that you need to do. But 
you you know some people will tell you to do that uh you know i don't see i don't it's not like if it works for you if you feel comfortable by doing it then you know you can certainly do it i haven't done it i just retweet the things for me like in my feed if you check it i just retweet the things that i think it can be they can be somehow interesting to my audience or that maybe one friend you know, launch a product or whatever, and I want just to support them. So I just retweet it. So that way it feels way more natural. But, you know, sometimes you check some accounts, you find some bigger accounts and you see their feed and it's basically all retweets, which are clearly mm-hmm. like either paid retweets or like they from some part of engagement pod. And that works for them. But I, I believe it's like a short-term strategy. You know, if for me, everything that I do in, uh, in my account, you know, since it's also my personal brand, it needs to come from a place of being genuine somehow. So yeah, that, yeah, no. yeah, that makes sense. And like everything that you mentioned until now, like I remember, like this goes back, you know, like when when I started, you know, this whole online um, online marketing journey is like, you know, at the at the time then 10, 10 years back, it was all about blogs, right? And the thing is, like mm-hmm. at that time, like the, the the tactics were well, you go on other people's blogs, and then you just reply into comments, and it's the same thing. Like if, if you if you were just going to other blogs telling them, well, awesome article, thank you, blah blah blah. Like nothing really happens. But if you are like, let's say your 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 part, like as you just said, your two cents to the conversation. This is when actually starts like uh, you start getting some, some traction. Same thing right now that you mentioned with you know people joining that kind of groups and where everyone is is supporting each other this reminds me again back in the days when people you know they were just joining groups and in order just to let's say get get their likes on facebook up and then actually when the algorithm changes then you just see that well right now why is my reach going down the toilet because like nobody's engaging and then yeah because like you just build your 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 page on let's say um bad followers or fake followers right and they don't really like they just like to support you but they don't really they aren't really interested in in what you have to offer so it seems like the the the, the history repeat itself but just on different platforms <laughs> yeah exactly I, I think the fundamentals of building an audience are basically the same that have been yeah. before i mean you just said it with the blogs and they are exactly the same in any other platform that you want to build an audience except maybe um others like for example the one that i think can be different right now is tiktok which is basically super algorithm based you know they Mm -hmm. have like because it it works like a bit differently than the others but for example on instagram it's a bit similar to it's like similar to it's like kind in between but if you go to linkedin then probably the strategy is the same and you know in the in in all of these places if you use more or less the same fundamentals you can build if you build an audience somewhere you can build an audience like anywhere if you, you have the fundamentals i think yeah, so as long as you understand like the type of content that people search on yeah. on those specific platforms, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. So right now, um, like we just start to manage to get you know some traction on our feed. So um, like, when does actually your focus shifts from interacting seventy percent to actually start creating seventy percent and and then maybe like. Uh, uh, dialing a little bit down their engagement uh, or the uh, you know interacting with others or does actually your focus remains the same no no um it, it goes down at least for me it has gone down like right now i would say it's the other way around as you said it's like 70 percent maybe more content focus and 20 30 percent more engagement focus because for a few things like i already have like an established audience so i don't need to push that hard 
I don't need to push for other people audiences that hard right now because I already have my own. So that's like an advantage. So basically my engagement right now is like super focused on just friends or like my network, let's say network of people that I met on Twitter and they do interesting and stuff. And I basically just uh, engage with them. So I don't think there is like a number. Uh, let's say, for example, maybe some people w- would tell you like, after you reach like a thousand followers, you can switch like 50-50 or whatever. I don't think there is a number. It's just when it feels good for you that, okay, now with my content, I have like enough traction that I feel like I have enough traction that if I focus way more on my content, I can like double double my audience in a certain amount of time. So you, you kind of feel these things, you know, like you, don't, you really don't need, like if you do it every day, you are you kind of build this awareness that, uh, okay, maybe now I should double down on this. Maybe now I should double down on that, you know, and you kind of feel this uh, coming. But yeah, may- maybe the thousand follower mark is not is not like a bad milestone, let's say. After you, you build that four-figure audience, let's say it's people apparently pay more, pays more attention to you. <laughs> uh, somehow, like, you know, we follow the numbers. It's, it's, it's yeah. pure vanity metrics, but, yeah. you know, if you see someone with a thousand something followers, you may, okay, a thousand people is already like pretty big. So, you know, maybe you should pay more attention to this person. So that's kind of how it works. So maybe once you pass that thousand follower mark, then that could be a good time to dial down a bit, like the engagement side of it and, you know, put more effort on the content side. Okay, that makes sense. And then, actually, how do you um, how do you approach it? So, um, uh, when it comes to your business and actually to, to 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 what what you're doing, like, do you also treat Twitter as let's say kind of a kind of a a topic lab where you just you know throwing things uh, out there and just see well which are the things that actually gather some engagement and then maybe turn it into a course or turning into into something else so what is what is your take on that oh yes 100 i think that's one of the biggest advantages of having an audience is that you can actually test ideas with you know with people who are interested in that kind of stuff so for example every time i have like an idea for a course or something i just kind of tweet about it and say okay what if I did like, you know, put together this, this and that, and just like from the response, I can really sense, you know, okay, maybe people are interested in this and that. And after that, I can do like, okay, this tweet did quite well. Maybe I can do like a thread outlining like a bit more in detail. What, what would the course be about or what this product will be about and then see how people react to that. And then with all of that, with all of that information, you can decide if it's worth it to, to pursue it or not. So Definitely like asking things uh, at the same time, as you said, looking at the analytics, see the tweets that best perform for you and see if you can put something together from that. For example, my first uh, digital product, which was uh, a Twitter growth ebook, which uh, you know at the time they were everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was basically a recap of my three most popular threads at the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were three threads that did pretty well. For me, they were all, all around like the topics of, you know, quote unquote, stealing uh, ideas, stealing like content formats and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I just put them together. I added like, you know, I put like a nice uh, cover, like a nice page design and I expanded them a little bit. So it turned into like a 20 page uh, ebook or something like that. And then, I you know, I packaged it and put it on Gumroad and I started to sell it. And it, it did quite well for the for the 
amount of audience that I had at the time, which I, it was like a thousand followers, something like that. So I wasn't like a big creator or anything. And it was my first digital product. But I think it did quite well because I already had the proof from those threads doing well. So I knew that, you know, there was some interest into this kind of uh, content, at least at the time. So, you know, I had that proof. I just, you know, packaged it and got it to sell. Th that's interesting. And, and where actually the... Um um, so you took the, the idea from, uh, of the book from, from your threads, is that correct? Yes, yes. Basically, three threads that were like resonating in this kind of similar mm -hmm. topic. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, if these three threads, it's not only one thread, it's three threads around the same topic that did quite well. So maybe there is something here, you know, <laughs> that yeah. was the thinking. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, actually, um, you know, you have been working with, with other creators and, you know, I'm pretty sure that you have consulted also with the, uh, you know, with with a with a vast uh, panel of of creators do you do you see that this this pattern um, um repeating itself when you see a topic or um a specific subject working well on twitter that automatically it it works good when you turn it into a paid product um yes yes i think so because that's basically yeah, because that, that's the way to, to in, you know, if people like it, if people retweet it, if people comment into it, then there is some yeah. interest in that, you know, like that engagement is telling you something and it's telling you that people are interested in hearing more about it or, you know, so if you manage to find the right angle to position that paid product, then 100% you should do it because there is, you know, that, that engagement is proof that there is demand. Yeah, because like I really wanted you know to to discuss this because um, like I am a little bit on on the other side of the fence where I see that well like the fact that something gives you engagement when it's not behind a paywall um, it actually shows you that yes there is some kind of interest but you know like like for me like the single source of truth when it comes to validating something is actually putting people in front of an order form and then just see if they're yeah. ordering or not so like. I was really like wondering because like my way of doing things is that, well, um, I don't really care too much about analytics. Um, let's say like right now I'm not talking about Twitter because like I, I don't have anything there, but let's say when it comes to open rates, click rates, uh, claps, because like I'm more on medium, so kind of claps or that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So I, I really don't follow that. Let's say if I have an idea of a product, what I'm just going to do is um, I'm going just to craft out a, an email series and then, you know, put a order form yeah. and then just see if people buy then for me, it's, it's a green light. So what is your take on that? Yeah, but that, that's, that would be my next step. You know, after I did the tweet and the thread, you know, to kind of gouge people's interest and just put mm -hmm. together like a pre-shelf, pre-shelf form. That's, I started doing that early on because I saw other creators do it. And right now, if I ever have to release something, I do it first with a pre-sell and, I put the first, I just craft the pitch, let's say, like put the landing page together, like something super quick together with a payment mm -hmm. form. And if it doesn't have like a, a minimum amount of traction, I don't even start to build it because otherwise I'm just like wait, wasting my time maybe building something that people don't want, right? So yeah. Yeah. I, I totally yeah. agree with with that approach. Yeah, okay. The, 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 that makes a lot of sense. So um, anything you'd like to add? So I think that you just actually laid out for us in in a very simple way, just just in order to get started on, on Twitter. So, um, like, do you have, let's say, any recommendations um, 
when it comes to uh you know maybe organizing yourself because like the temptation here is as every kind of social media is that well you're just going to keep scrolling and and you know just wasting your time so maybe do you have some kind of quote-unquote hacks in order just to manage your time maybe you have like a specific window where you're allowing to yourself to reply mm -hmm. or how do you manage that yeah so uh, as you said like it's super uh like quote-unquote dangerous to to be on social media because it's super easy to get lost mm -hmm. into the endless scrolling right so to prevent me to prevent myself to do that i limit myself like two times a day to engage with others so it's usually early in the morning and then after lunch something like that those two times it's when i usually try to log into twitter and reply to everyone and that kind of stuff um but after that i try to not look at twitter at all just just because to avoid that you know that time drag you know to be just dragged into that and try to be a bit more present in like real life let's say mm -hmm. so definitely i have those uh, let's say engagement windows that's one thing and then on the on the content creation side of things to not be every day like dragged down by that and i just try to um create all my week's content on monday so every monday i reserve like two hours for myself or something like that where i sit down i write all the tweets threads uh, instagram posts whatever i have to do for the week and then schedule everything and then i can forget about that too so you know it's just like having these moments to do it but not being like 24 7 um attached to it because otherwise it's it's like super easy to lose your focus yeah that makes sense and you know it remembers me the the conversation i had with yanis in a, in another mm -hmm. episode where at the end like we were just talking about batching and i told him like he was like kind of well maybe i should try it maybe not and yeah like i told him <laughs> maybe you should try batching your content and like here you are like you are batching yours yeah so, yeah i do i do <laughs> yeah yeah th th this is interesting and and how does actually your your quote-unquote day look like so um how do you actually manage um you know your clients maybe also your your products your newsletter so how does that look like so because like twitter is just like one one aspect of your of your business that uh, like when it comes to acquisition getting more eyeballs and how do you manage the rest yeah so basically what something that i learned recently and i don't, I don't know where where who i stole it from but um what i do now is every sunday evening i just take 15 to 20 minutes to organize the next week and i used to do that on monday mornings but then i was wasting like one hour of every monday morning to just do mm -hmm. that and if i do it like for 20 minutes on the sunday evening i just found out that it's way easier to do so basically i just i have a, like a backlog of of tasks and see okay what do, what do i need to do this week and you know i allocate okay more or less now that i have been doing what i do for a bit more of time like i write content and stuff like that more or less i have a sense of how long it will take me to do certain things so i already know okay for this client i need to do this and this is going to take me like two or two or three hours so you know i just open my google calendar and then i start like putting <laughs> let's say blocks mm -hmm. in there yeah. blocks of time there you know like client this like tuesday from 10 to 12 something like that and after that's done then from the from the things that i have empty then i decide if it's worth it for me maybe to work on a personal project or like a side project or a new digital product or if i, if I was just want to like 
chill, <laughs> you know, or maybe not yeah. work that day or maybe, you know, something else. So, you know, for, for me, like the scheduling is first the, the service part of my, my business. So the things I get paid to do. And then mm-hmm. the second part is a bit more like the things that I don't get paid, but maybe I will get paid if I if I release like a digital product or something. So that's kind of things. Uh, those are the other ones. And then at the same time, I also schedule time for, as I told you, like to write my content for the week, like tweets and all of that. And also to write my newsletter. So it's usually, I post it every, so I, yeah, I send it every Wednesday afternoon. So basically Wednesday morning is, always reserved to write a newsletter so that's more or less how i've been working for the past few months and it turns out that it's quite good of a system for for me yeah that's uh, th- that's interesting and how about you know some people may be asking well what tools do you use and like in order just to get this this first traction on on on, on twitter um did you recommend let's say any kind of tools that shows you the the tweets that have engagement or do you think that well you can do pretty everything like organically and by hand especially when you're just starting out yeah 100 yeah, you can do everything by hand so there is no need of using any tool obviously the tools what they do is just accelerate some of the tasks and some of the processes right so mm-hmm. of course you can write tweets on twitter you can sched- you can actually schedule tweets inside of twitter which is something that maybe not so many people know that you can do twitter has its own scheduling uh uh let's say tool i mean it's it's not really good but <laughs> but it's there uh they <laughs> yeah. also they also have tweet deck which is a which is a tool that's developed by them and it's free to use too it's you know it's not really advanced but it doesn't work and you know pretty pretty good it's just if you need to schedule tweets then it's pretty good to pretty easy to use so mm-hmm. those those are if like you have zero budget or if you want to invest any money but if you have some budget or if you want to invest a little bit of money like buying not buying like paying for one of the top tools that are right now out there like for example the one i use is tweet hunter and uh, you know they they are a great team I, I actually work with them sometimes with in a few projects but besides that I used the tool before, you know, I was working with them. So um, mm. it's a pretty complex tool. Uh, it does basically everything. It has like a huge library of tweets and threads. It has uh, AI writing assistant, which is something that I don't use, but some people do. It has like, I don't know, um, hook generator for threads. You know, it's like super complex. And maybe at the beginning, that's like overkill, you know, like maybe you don't need that much. But once, you know, your audience grows and so on, uh Paying for a tool, I think it's necessary, and it actually just makes your, you know, your whole life on Twitter easier. So that's that's the one I use. I use Tweet Hunter. I'm pretty happy with it, and you know, I think it's a pretty solid tool. But at the same time, as I said, you don't really need the tool. You can do everything by hand, and the only thing that it probably will take you is a bit more time. But that's it. Okay, great. That makes perfect sense. Is there anything else that you want to add, Alex, before we wrap up this call? Um, yeah, well, like the last reminder is that even if you see some people super like kill it and grow like a 10k audience in two months, that's not really the norm, you know, uh, mm-hmm. building an audience and building a following takes time, like a lot of time. And the number one reason I've seen people fail at it is not because the content was bad, it's not because, you know, they were in the wrong niche or whatever, is because they gave up too early. So my advice is like, just find a way for you to be consistent every day to show up and keep doing it because 
sooner or later. And when I say sooner or later, it might be two weeks, it might be two months, it might be one year, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you never know. But if you don't give up, it's probably bound to happen sooner or later. So that's like my num like my final reminder that I want to give everyone. Just like, and it sounds super cliche, but it's like if you keep doing it, it will happen mm -hmm. sooner or later. Yeah, I mean, especially you know when people people are just impatient, like by nature, right? And we all want just yeah. to get quick result, like amazing results in the less amount of time. And yeah, like this is like really an important message and it, it's great that, that you just brought this up that well everything you everything great you want to achieve it just takes time so now comes the question yeah. are you willing to achieve do you really want it and do you are you really going to to put in the work or is it just like you know something that you'd like to do but it's not really your 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 focus so the moment actually your focus shifts from being an amateur or just being someone who's interested in something um into well i'm serious about this this is when the whole game changes, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so people might, might think, hey, you know, Alex, it's that's easy to, for you to say because you have like 20,000 thousand followers and, you know, but I was at zero. I started at zero two years ago. And as I said, it was after being fired. I didn't have a, a job to do. And I was putting Twitter content out for three or four months and I only had like 300 followers. So you can imagine that, you know, it requires also a little bit of, faith <laughs> that what you are doing is actually worth worth it and what you are doing is actually some you know mm -hmm. adding up to something so uh you know if i didn't lose faith you shouldn't either because you know as you can see it's 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 happening perfect thank you very much alex it was a pleasure to uh, have you on the show and yeah as usual i left all the links to um like to to alex stuff especially his newsletter um in in the show notes and yeah thank you very much for tuning in thank you very much alex for your time and yeah i hope to see you in the next one